If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, Labor Day signaling the winding down of the regular season in baseball. And one of the teams that we very rarely talk about, even though I know we do very well in this particular city, in the city of Seattle, would be the Mariners. A lot of guys that listen to the podcast, listen live to the show, that have become fans, super fans of the show. They listen every night. And sometimes they reach out and say, why do you not talk about the Mariners? But even that has gone away. Led by, with his bugle, Robbie the Mariner fan. The Mariners have been floundering. They've been drowning uh, for a while, and there has been very little reason to talk about the Seattle Mariners. They don't make for good talk radio until now. Now, to give you the backstory on this, the Mariners on July 1st were a half game behind the Astros in the American League West. They were two games behind the Red Sox for the top record in all of baseball on the 1st of July. Top record in all of baseball, two games behind that. Since then, the Mariners are 23-31, and 31, and they have been stomped out like a cigarette butt 
on the uh, on the sidewalk there on a nightly basis. But they have finally done something stimulating. They have finally done something interesting. They have finally done something relevant of conversation. For that, I am grateful. We have a work-related dispute, workplace violence with the Seattle Mariners. Now, if you've not heard about this, we got a good one. I love these kind of stories. Oh, these are great. If you've not heard this, this is wonderful. So uh, let me give you the setup on this. D. Gordon, Mr. P.E.D. himself, D. Gordon, uh, before the game with the Orioles, he politely asked a bunch of reporters, he said, listen, can you please leave the Mariner Clubhouse here? Uh, he was very polite about it. You know, we have to take care of some business here. Will you please go outside? All right, so the reporters then walk outside of the Mariner Clubhouse, and less than 30 minutes in the bowels of Safeco Field, less than 30 minutes later, according to one report, all hell broke loose. One Mariner beat writer said, those chronically, they were standing on the other side of the doors to the Mariner locker room, the sounds of violence taking place, and they were being documented. There was a tussle. We had a tussle going on, player on player. Mariner on Mariner crime. And I want to talk about this. Now, one of the <laughs> one of the scribes said he walked to the Mariner locker room. The doors were locked, but they burst open, and there was shoving and scuffling inside. So the doors opened up to the locker room. You could see the violence. You could see the violence taking place. Now, Scott Service, who I'm told is the manager of the Mariners, attempted to downplay all of this, uh, the old line from uh, the the iconic uh, Police Academy movie. No, it wasn't Police Academy. It was uh, what was the name of the movie? Well, there's nothing to see here. Move on. Leslie Nielsen, the Leslie Nielsen uh, scene, uh, Naked Gun. Yeah, the Naked Gun scene, the iconic scene, one of the great scenes in cinema uh, from that movie years ago. And so, it, just think, Scott Service is there. Nothing, nothing going on here. Uh, and, and so, so let's get into it now. People are making this seem like it's the end of the world. Like this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to a professional sports franchise. So we'll frame it that way. Uh, you know, as as the saying goes for Scott Service, you can't unring the bell, right? You can't once something's out there, you can't unring the bell. But is this as bad as some are making it out to be for the Mariners? Now they did lose to the Baltimore Orioles, which is embarrassing. That's like worth seven losses. Uh, it's 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 just so embarrassing, so demoralizing when you lose to the Baltimore Orioles, who have 98 losses but uh, beat the Seattle Mariners. So uh, my viewpoint on this, you've got the Lazy River, the Melting Pot, and the Big Three, right? And the Big Three, and we will bind all of this together. Now, initially, we had some very vague details on what took place here. We know that there were different names tossed out as possible combatants in the workplace violence there. But it was pretty obvious that one of the people involved in this was D. Gordon. You don't have to be a private eye. You don't have to work for the FBI to know that D. Gordon, he was involved centrally as whether he was the instigator, whether he was the agitator. Uh, that's not a leap of faith. Since he was the one that politely, very politely, Said, hey, listen, can you guys please leave the locker room? I, you know, and then right, right away, the rhubarb happened. Now, Scott Service, he would not name names. They tried to circle the wagons as best they could there. He, he was on the field when this happened, the Mariner manager, when the incident happened. But the 
names have started to emerge. Now, early on, there was a report that it was shortstop Gene Segura and catcher Mike Zanino that were in the middle of it. But now, after the, the Mariner game, reports later indicating that it was not directly about Zanino, although it probably should have been. He's hitting 190 for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, he's had a miserable year. <laughs> but the latest information, this is as fresh as it gets. It doesn't get – it's right out of the oven. It's popping high, hot. you got to leave it on the counter for like five, ten minutes, let it cool down, that this was a dispute – between, yes, D. Gordon and Gene Segura. And Never what, heard of. what was it about here? We'll get to that in a minute. But let's do the tail of the tape. Now, when you have a boxing match, you must go to the tail of the tape. And we don't get many great boxing matches to talk about. It's a problem with the boxing world, the sweet science and all that. But when we have a big fight, we love to break it down. So let's do it right now. So you got in one corner, D. Gordon, who is listed – if you go by his listed height and weight, he is listed at 5'11", 170 pounds. If he's more than 110, uh, then then something's something's off there. He's very skinny. He's a very petite man. So 5'11", 170 for D. Gordon. And then in the other corner, you have Gene Segura. Now, D. Gordon's listed at age 30, so he's uh, 30 years old. Gene Segura, who's 28, and he was the other combatant, we believe, his height and weight, 5'10", 205. So if you break it down here, there's a clear weight advantage to Gene Segura. There's a small height advantage, a small edge to D. Gordon. Uh, the age factor, clearly in favor of Gene Segura. He's got two years on D. Gordon. And I would think that Segura would have better CompuBox numbers, a higher percentage uh, as far as power punches because he's got a little more muscle than D. Gordon. So I would give the edge to Gene Segura, and it's it's great. And as far as the idea, wow, this is going to derail the Mariners' season, uh, they were already off the tracks anyway. They needed a crane to come over and put the car and the caboose back on the tracks here. The way the Mariners have played, the way they have performed this season, I, they, they, don't need, they sucked most of the season. Now, since the 1st of July, they have been – lifeless. They have been floating on the lazy river of mediocrity in Major League Baseball. In general, apathy. They've been unwatchable. They're like the Mariners of recent years that can't hit. They got all these players that are supposed to be better offensive players, and they they suck. Uh, At this point, the last couple of months, they've been bad. And even if this was for the wrong reasons, if I'm a Mariner fan, and I, I have no, as Michael Vick would say back in the day, I have no dog in the fight, uh, but this was good emotion. It was. right. Show some passion. Uh, this could actually jumpstart the Mariners. I know that sounds ridiculous considering that they lost to the Orioles, which is like seven losses, but I have seen this kind of thing before. Uh, we've all seen this thing kind of before if you've followed this. Now, secondly, some are saying that the, the Mariners are, are now in the offseason they're going to get rid of these guys and all oh, their troublemakers and all that stuff is going to set the, the process or process back. That's all an overreaction. It's all an overreaction. The locker room, a big, giant, massive melting pot, and you're intermixing people from all kinds of backgrounds in there and you're tossing them together. And Especially in baseball, you've got the international flavor. So every now and again – a pot 
boils over. Even even the greatest chefs in the world have a pot that they just don't keep an eye on it and boils over. And I would say just like your job, not everyone gets along with everyone else. I work in radio. I've worked in radio a long time. I've seen dust-ups at the radio station. I've seen, I think, three fights now in my career. Been in the business for a long time. Uh, it's It's been good. I've seen some good, good solid uh, disagreements, shouting matches. I've been in some shouting matches myself. Uh, these things have happened. But one of the great fables passed down is that you have to have, and this is one of my pet peeves, great team chemistry to win. Now, the Mariners aren't winning because they're not playing well, but that's one of the great lies that sports fans tell each other, and it's perpetrated by the sports media. They repeat this in the echo chamber. Oh, you've got to get along. Team chemistry, you must. Not true. You think Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal were good buddies or despised each other did that, did that hurt the Lakers when they were winning championships in that era? No. Ma- Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez was public enemy number one for many players on the Red Sox. They didn't like him. They thought he was a dog. They thought he was lazy. But you know what? He could hit, and he could hit in big spots in the postseason. And that Red Sox team, they broke the curse of the Bambino and all that. They won a couple of World Series with Manny Ramirez. And another example, you've got A-Rod and Derek Jeter, who – have a, a great distaste for each other. They were co-workers with the Yankees. They won a championship together. And there are plenty of old-school examples. If you want to go back in the hot tub time machine to the old Yankees of back in the day and some of the legendary tales of uh, the, the era when Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and guys like that would go at, e- at each other and just, like, dust-ups in the locker room. All right, now the final thing here. It is hard to keep anything a secret these days. And so we have some more information out. Being a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, it was easy to predict that D. Gordon was in the middle of this fighting with a teammate. Now, my default position has always been that it's going to be one of the big three. It's going to be one of the big three. Uh, now, what are the big three that cause a fight? In the sporting world, you have three things. You have women, uh, you have gambling, which also includes money and machismo. Every single fight, with the exception of one or two in my life, has been about those things. I've been about one of those things. Either a dispute over, you know, guys who want to date the same woman, or they are dating the same woman, and one finds out the other is dating it. Shout out to those old Dallas Mavericks back in the day uh, with uh, Jason Kidd and Mashburn and those guys when they were doing it. Uh, you have that. You've got gambling, which is kind of obvious. Uh, the Washington Wizards had guns pulled in the locker room because of a gambling dispute with Gilbert Arenas. That's a legendary tale. And machismo is the one that most often plays here. Most often plays. So if it's not a lover's quarrel, if it's not a gambling debt unpaid, then it's someone questioning someone else's effort or performance. The testosterone kicks in, and we are off to the races. It is fight night in the locker room, and that appears to be what has happened here. If you picked machismo... It appears that is accurate because the reports coming out of Seattle indicate that the trigger point for this rhubarb in the Mariner locker room was D. Gordon butchering a ball in center field during Monday night's game, a game the Mariners won against the Orioles, and uh, that was the trigger point to the fight, and Gene Segura uh, was very unhappy. Uh, so there was that incident between Gordon and Segura, and it was because of some trash talk about D. Gordon 
and he misplayed ball in center field. Something like, hey, you, you know, why don't you practice fly balls or something like that, man? You, caught, you could have cost us the game. Questioning his manhood, right? Now, do you remember the last – this is the last baseball fight. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Well, this is the last fight I recall talking about baseball-wise. It might not be, but this is the one I remember. Do you remember the one in Oakland a couple years ago, Eddie? We broke it down here scientifically. We did fight coverage. I don't, don't. remember. Not, not offhand. Right. No, it I was don't. Billy Butler and Danny Valencia. Oh no! I do not remember. You don't remember that. this? No, I oh, don't. This is a good one. This was remember. This was Billy Butler double dog dared Danny Valencia to do something about it. There was a dispute over like shoes in the locker room, and oh yes, yeah, yes, I yeah, do remember that yeah. now. And, yes, and then he got in. He got a little knuckle sandwich. Billy Butler did from Danny Valencia. Didn't he badmouth him to the the shoe rep yes, that was there? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Don't do that. It, like no. I believe, if I remember, and I'm. I'm going off my memory, which is usually wrong. But I recall Valencia was like, Butler ratted him out for like wearing different shoes that he yes. wasn't supposed to wear or something like that. And uh, yeah, and so Valencia, when Butler said do something about it, Valencia did. He shoved his face, you know, his fist right in the Butler's face. There you go. And here we are two years later, Eddie, and I believe neither one, Country be- Breakfast is out of baseball. <laughs> Great and, game. And uh, Valencia, I don't think he's playing anyway. Both of them are out of baseball. I They're would, not like I would not guys. mind if that was my nickname, by the way. Country Breakfast? Yeah, I take that. I'd wear, I'd wear that as a bad Country Biscuit. How about that? Country like, Biscuit's bis- not bad. I do enjoy a good biscuit. Again, we're doing okay with Solid. that. Yeah. It's hard to really mess up biscuits and gravies. Yeah. Right? It's really hard to screw that up. That's one of those things anyone, you, you, I mean, how do you have a bad meal with biscuits and gravy? Now, you had mentioned, uh, you and I have, have worked here quite a long time. And I would think if someone was coming to get some good stories about Fox Sports Radio, that they would probably come to you and I yeah. because we've just been around longer. Sure, we've seen more sure, things. Yeah. And I- I have been here for one of the legendary uh, fisticuff incidences oh, at the network. Host producer, right? That is correct. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Man, that's yeah. cool. Legend. It's uh, it's Chris a great story. story. And, and the guy, the guy, and we won't name names here because we still work here. Yeah. The moment I get fired, tell all book. I'm writing a tell all book. <laughs> uh, but until <laughs> then, I will continue on. Uh, but uh, yeah, the guy that the host that got involved in it went on yeah. and did like major network television. It was, still very in prominent. my opinion. One of the greatest punches ever thrown. Not because it was a great punch that connected, but he was fired and immediately went on to much bigger and better things. Yeah. And his career has taken off since then. I, had I known, or had he known, maybe he should have thrown it sooner, or maybe if I had known that yeah. that was what it took, that I would you know maybe punch somebody here. But anyway. And ironically. And he's a really nice guy, by the way, yeah, too. The other guy that had it coming. Yes. Uh, the other guy that had it coming, he actually still, he has a very good job as well. I've, so, I've heard, yeah. Yeah. So they both worked, it worked out for him. They let some steam off. It's part of Fox Sports Radio legend. Uh, it's wonderful. Who had it coming, the producer or the host? Oh, the, the producer, producer had it coming, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, there were like 12 guys that wanted to do that. Oh. And, uh, oh, and so everyone was like, way to go, you know. Oh, it's like wow. It's like there was a, uh, there, used to be a there used to be a baseball writer in L.A., uh, and he passed away a couple years ago, but I won't speak ill of the dead. I'll just speak generally ill of the dead. Uh, but he was a very evil person. He was a very mean person. Uh, and everyone hated him. He despised radio people. He treated radio people terribly. And uh, Mark Myers punched him. Just like he got so upset, he wow. punched him in an elevator. It was awesome. And the story was, as I recall, they got into a fight in the elevator at the Big A, and by the end of it, the, the elevator opened, and there were like glasses flying <laughs> out of the, the elevator from the fight that was taking place. So it happens. It happens every once in a while. So 
Anyway. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now, to say the New York Giants are not expected to be very good would be a slight understatement. There's a lot of hype around the Giants, the New York media machine, believing that they have the makings of an offensive dynamo with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham. The hype is real. But the odds makers do not agree. The wise guys have the over-under win total for the Giants. Last I saw it was six and a half. Six and a half, that was what it was last I checked, for the Giants. Which leads us to a revelation from the head coach, the on-field boss there, the Giants, who, well, I bet most people, if you went to just a regular person on the street and said, hey, who's the coach of the Giants? you know who the coach of the New York Giants is? This used to be a big deal. It used to be something that was important to be the head coach of the Giants. This is, you talk about a nondescript coach. Pat Shermer. Who? Pat Shermer is Never the coach of, of the Giants. Yeah. Tell me who's not excited that he's going to be on the sidelines. Oh, that's right. Everybody. Everybody. Very rarely do you go get to go out and hire a guy that was, what was he with the Cleveland Browns? 9-23 with the Cleveland Browns a couple years ago. The great thing about coaching the Browns is you don't last a long time, and then you go somewhere else, and every Browns coach says, well, Maybe I'll be the next Belichick, right? Belichick coached the Browns, and he went on, and he's the greatest coach ever with the Patriots, so I could be the next Belichick. Yeah, The odds of Pat Shermer being the next Bill Belichick, I'm going to go 0.0.0. Yeah. Anyway, well, Shermer did say something interesting. He is open, he said, to having Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley work on special teams. Now, this is seen by many as a taboo that you should never do this with your star players. Shermer was bloviating on his weekly radio appearance on WFAN in New York. He declared that the Giants would use their offensive weapons strategically was a buzzword that he used in the return game. So what does that mean? Well, on face value, Odell Beckham would occasionally – Return some punts. Barkley, kickoff duty. Now, predictably, a chunk of easily triggered, very sensitive New York Giant fans were immediately freaking out. Oh, my God, what is Shermer doing? What is he doing? You can't risk the injury. These are our dynamic playmakers, ranting and rave. You can't use these guys in their return game. Jake. All right, so let's discuss. Now, the question are you up or down on the idea of Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley getting some special teams work? Now, this is a kind of a question that we get every single year, and my answer is always yes, do it. So I'm going to be very consistent here, and I am going to say yes, I am up on this. That is the way to do it. The Giants should play these guys at times on special teams. It's not draconian. It's not outrageous. It's the right thing to do. Now, my perspective, you've got intimidating, scaredy cats, and the bag. All right? We'll get to all that. We'll link these things together. Now, hey, Pat Shermer, as I documented there, pretty vanilla hire, pretty non-exciting hire. You're not going to win the news conference with Pat Shermer. 
He's getting another opportunity. He's in the good old boys network of the NFL. This statement, assuming that it's accurate and honest and not just blowing smoke, this is a positive for Shermer before he coaches his first game. Now, why is that? To me, it shows, and I think to you also, it shows you that Pat Shermer is not afraid to, if you have to, think outside the box. You don't have to coach mechanically. That's actually a possibility. You don't have to be the mechanical coach. This is not baseball where you go with the algorithms, whatever the algorithms tells you. A pitcher gets to 100 pitches, you take him out. The lefty-righty matchup, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's some more nuance to this. And absolutely, 100%, the Maller seal of approval on a selective basis, it would be the smart move. It would be the wise move to use both Beckham and Barkley on special teams. Key phrase there, selective. Right? Pick your spots. You pick your spots. Kind of like chocolate chip cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies, but you have to pick your spots. You can't be eating them every day. If you're double-fisting chocolate chip cookies, you're going to end up in the grave very quickly. You have to pick your spot selectively. You have to do it. But that's pretty obvious, right? It's pretty obvious here. You want to get your playmakers as many uh, opportunities to touch the football and to you know win the game. You play to win the game. Imagine what an intimidating presence Odell Beckham would be in the return game. You would see some punters defecating on the field with the idea that they're going to punt to Beckham, and they would do things that they wouldn't normally do, whether it be punting out of bounds or uh, or short kick it, whatever it might be. Now, that that part I think we've kind of explained. Imagine also what an intimidating presence it, it would be with, with Beckham or Barkley in the return game there. Rather than some unknown generic kick returner, it would be great for the Giants. Now, B, many coaches, many coaches have turned into this overprotective parenting style. It's a virus. It started in the NBA. It has spread to baseball we have seen some some of this in the NFL. It's harder to do in the NFL. The latest example of this overprotective coaching in the NFL is Hugh Jackson, who famously rewarded veteran players in training camp with healthy days off. Great 0-16 team last year. They certainly deserve it. No, no, that's very reasonable to do that. I think, yeah, why, why not? You're getting better when you're you know, not playing. Yeah. Now, as for these nitwit fans, and it's a small but vocal group, small but vocal minority, who are freaking out because of the injury risk. Uh, Listen, these people have been emasculated. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them. You cannot baby in the NFL. Effectively, you cannot do it. And then the yeah, but crowd kicks in. Well, yeah, but Odell Beckham's got, what, $90 million guaranteed? And yeah, but Saquon Barkley's the future of the running game. He's the, the next great running back for the next seven years. Can't risk injury. Nonsense. That is my response. Nonsense. These are fear-based people. They're filled with that fear-based anxiety. Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley could slip getting out of the shower. They could take a taxi ride around Manhattan, and they could get hit by another taxi. They could go. They still have, I don't think they have the horses anymore in Central Park, but they could go on one of those, and the horse could get upset. They'd fall off the horse. Uh, they could go to a club and shoot themselves in the leg. That's happened to Giants players before. Uh, they could do that. You can't put them in bubble wrap. 
right? So my advice to this small but loud minority who's saying, oh, you can't do Beckham and Barkley on special teams, stop being a scaredy cat. Take a deep breath. Do some meditation. It's not a pillow fight that they're doing in the NFL. It's a collision-based sport. And on a limited basis, again, limited basis, pick your spots. It makes all the sense in the world. It is the right thing to do. Now, the last point here, assuming the Giants are not fertilizer, and that's a big assumption because the Giants, again, their win total over under last I checked was six and a half. That's, that's manure territory. Yeah, that, that's that smell, you know. Like I, I don't live that far from a, a racetrack, and I go near the racetrack at night sometimes. And this, they feed the, they feed the horses and all that. Yeah, the smell is, boy, it's something. It is. Uh, but but the Giants for this to work right, let's say there's a key game. The Giants, I believe, they play the Eagles in like week eleven of the season. If the Giants are decent, they got a shot. Pat Shermer could go into his bag of tricks and use Odell Beckham on the punt team. Every coach, every good coach, has something distinctive, some kind of method to the madness, right, the technique to stand out from the crowd. And the bag of tricks, which I I, I looked this up. We used to do this bit on the show is uh, the word or the phrase of the week, and we boy, it was great sports radio to break down the history of a phrase. But the, the phrase bag of tricks – goes back to like six, the late 1600s, and it's from a French fable, Bag of Tricks. It was about a fox that carried a bag of tricks from a French fable, and here we are in 2018 using it today. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, That stood the test of time. It certainly stood the test of time. But it's not like Odell Beckham hasn't done the punt return thing in his career. He did as a rookie. Uh, we're told returned 21 punts. He averaged eight yards of punt return. In recent years, he's only had 12 return punts combined. But a lot of that is because the Giants have been like the University of Miami. They've been ocean garbage, and Beckham also got hurt. But I I fully endorse this. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you'd like to comment on that, you're more than welcome. The uh, lines are open. And uh, remember, I I I think I went seven months without giving out the phone number. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Remember when I went seven months not giving out the phone number? I'm pretty the, sure it wasn't that long. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, think it, it was got that to long. seven months. It was actually 12 months. It was a full year that I went without giving out the, the number. That's what I did. I believe that's the distortion of the truth. I want to say it was like three months. You're right. It was actually 14 months. You guys are correct. My memory is <laughs> a 14 months that I went without giving out the phone number. And we had a bunch of phone calls. So uh, maybe I shouldn't give out the phone number. Maybe I should just... Got to stand back on that. Because my theory is the sycophants of this show know the number. That I, I give out the number, but they know the number. So why do I keep giving out the number? Because people know the number. I say, hey, call. Plus, Don't play for Mr. Gray. It's kind of like a wild goose chase, too, Eddie. Because if people are really motivated, they'll go find the number. You just Google it. It's right there on the it's internet. It's not hard. It's easy it's to find the number. We, yeah. It's not a block number. We have our number out there. We, we encourage people to call us. That's how we do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how we roll here. All right. We'll take uh, your phone calls. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. You can be part of it. The festivities. Robbie's very bummed out. Robbie, the Mariner fan. I did a full Maller monologue on the Mariners last hour. If you were not listening, consider yourself lucky. Good job by you. You can go back and hear it 
on the podcast if you, if you would like to. <laughs> there you go. You got you to gotta do it. Abs- I'm actually on the live air? No. Yes, you're on. The- <laughs> yeah, no, you're no, you're not. You're not on the live air. Manic Mike writes in and says, Utilizing Odell Beckham on kickoffs is the equivalent of wasting a perfectly good star catcher on Ben Maller's first pitch. Nothing happens worth watching. That is, Manic Mike, that you could not be more wrong. And again, I know you're getting up there in age, Manic Mike, but that was pure gas that I threw up there. I mean, the, 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 Rich Hill the, the catcher, he, I don't know if I should say this on the air, he was, he, was, he was actually hurt. He missed the game. The guy that caught the pitch missed the game and had to go on the disabled list because of the velocity of the pitch. There was yeah, that much right. mustard on that pitch. Because he had to jump out of his crouch. He wasn't expecting it, that. It actually hurt the man's wrist, the poor person, because of the velocity. I did not go easy. I did not throw my famous breaking ball, uh, the Ephus the pitch. I did not throw that. This was a velocity situation. Wrong. Is what it was. Wrong. It's the talk of San Bernardino. They're still talking about it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Look what time it is. Oh, my God. Look at that clock. You see the clock? You see it? You see it? You see it? It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And here we go. Time now for the third degree. And we bring in the Coop Delu. Ben, new Cubs pitcher Cole Hamels added to the rivalry after the Brewers' 4-3 walk-off win. Even lost Hamels talked bluntly about how it was all Cubs fans in attendance at Miller Park and blasted the Brewers' ticket sales. Ben, does baseball need more of this kind of trash talk, or does Cole Hamels need to stay in his lane? No, I don't stay in your lane. I, I found it entertaining. It was, it was pretty benign, though. Hamels has been with the Cubs for about 30 seconds. The, the Brewer fans were razzing him. It was fine. It was perfectly fine. A couple of thoughts, though. Many Brewer fans, and I believe this to be accurate, many Brewer fans sell their tickets – and they get a, a chunk of money. If you're a season ticket order of the Brewers and you get those those drunkards from Chicago to make that 90-mile drive to Milwaukee, you sell your tickets and you go out and have a good time. You can invest that and you make a little money on the deal. That's a win-win for the Brewer fan. And I saw a stat. I believe this to be accurate. I read it on the Internet, so it might or might not be true. But the Brewers' attendance is 10th in baseball if you include the Cubs. But in non-Cub games, they're also 10th, meaning that it doesn't drop off. It's just there's more Cub fans because the Brewer fans sell their tickets when the, the Cubs come to town. But it's like when they play the Reds, Cardinals, you know, the other teams, the Padres, the, the Rockies, the Pirates, teams like that. Are, they, are people flocking to Wisconsin for a summer vacation? Probably not. Now, my brother lives there. I don't go to Wisconsin to visit him. So, I mean, what are you going to do? And, and B – the trash talk is good, and this was a relatively harmless comment by Cole Hamels. He didn't call the Brew Crew fans a bunch of parasites. And by the way, Cole Hamels, he said he's played for some good rivalries or in some good rivalries. He played with the Phillies and the Rangers. Like who The, the Met-Philly rivalry, has that ever been talked about? It's one of the great rivalries in the history of baseball. And the Rangers, the Rangers, what, Rangers and Astros? Please, I'm not impressed. There's three rivalries in baseball. Dodgers, Giants, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Cardinals. And the Cubs, Cardinals thing, he doesn't get in on that because he's only been a Cub for a cup of coffee. So you can't take credit for that one. All right, next. 
Now, Ben, Derek Carr has commented some more on the Khalil Mack trade. Now, uh, he and Mack came into the league together in 14 to a bad Raiders team. And then two years later, they went 12-4. and four. But, you know, we know how that ended. It's broke. It's broke. Yeah. Ben, now Carr wow. says that the shock uh, over... <laughs> kind of harsh. You're sitting near a Raider fan. <laughs> uh, Carr says that the uh, shock over Mack leaving is over with. Now, uh, he and uh, Khalil are... Reportedly best friends. Do you think this lingers into the season and affects Derek Carr's play? Yeah. yeah. Here's my position on this. Only if it's convenient. What I mean by that is, number one, it depends on on how this plays out. It's kind of obvious, right? I'm confident that in the fourth quarter, let's say Monday night, Rams-Raiders, in the fourth quarter, if it's a close game, is Derek Carr going to have a brain fart and be distracted thinking about memories of Khalil Mack and the friendship and the bond and then throw an interception? to Aqib Tlaib. Probably not, right? Now, he could throw an interception in the fourth quarter. However, there is no causation correlation between the Khalil Mack trade and Derek Carr playing poorly. And number two, should the Raiders have a miserable season this year, and so say 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10, this particular trade, it's the boomerang effect. It is going to be brought up ad nauseum. It will be used to fit the agenda the anti-John Gruden agenda, that he's a bozo and that only Khalil Mack had not been traded to Chicago, that this would have been a magical Raiders season because you got to have a fall guy. So the Raiders have one with Khalil Mack. All right, next. Now, a couple nights ago, a handful of Virginia Tech players were seen mocking the tomahawk chop during their fourth quarter win at Florida State. Ben, it got me thinking, have you ever uh, had a competing radio station mock your show? Uh, not necessarily like that, but I've gotten into some some rivalries with shows, but usually it was at places I work. Uh, when I was doing local radio, I did a midday show years ago, uh, the, the Ben and Dave show we were on. We were on at night, but we did it during the day, and I was so upset. They didn't give us – we were both upset. They never gave us a budget. Like a lot of – I'll let you in on a little dirty secret. A lot of the guests you hear on radio that are so jo- jovial and in a good mood, the reason they're in a good mood is because they're paid to be on the shows. All right, so shows have a budget. Most shows during the day have a budget. They have paid contributors to the show. That's how it works. Uh, we were doing a midday show. We had no budget. And the afternoon show – this is a long time ago. And the Dodgers at the time had a manager named Davey Johnson. And they put Davey Johnson – he had a, a show. He was a paid guest on the, the afternoon drive show. And he was horrible. So we thought we would do some sarcastic, witty, goofball radio. I happened to be buddies with a player on the Dodgers by the name of Dave Hansen, who was like a pinch hitter in that era of the Dodgers. And so we started putting Dave Hansen on. We called it our Davy Show. They had their Davy Show. We had our Davy Show. The problem, we got in trouble because he was better. Our guy was better. We didn't pay him. He talked about himself. He talked. He related to the common man. And what ended up happening in that that rivalry, management started paying Dave Hansen to go on the other show. We lost him in the rivalry. All right, there it is. We're up against it. I am on time out of by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. And there have been a few other things, but that, that was the one that popped in my head. All right, it's Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny passes. That is a winner. That is a winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It is time now for 
none other than pass where the word game of the stars. We have our contestants lined up, ready to go. I see them. Oh, so one of our contestants hung up, so we'll have to change that up. We've got the caller formerly known, I guess he's still known as John the Pie Guy. Hello, John the hey, Pie John. Guy. Hello, Ben and Eddie and all. Hi, John. John used so to nice come. To hear from John you. used to come in here, and John the Pie Guy. We just sit around and eat pie. You know, we do the show, that's, and that's then why we he all, was the pie guy. Yeah, he'd bring like an, a banana cream pie, really? an apple pie. Yeah, we just hang out in the studio eating pie. It was what's awesome. Your, what's your favorite pie, Roberto? Okay, don't answer that. Yeah, uh, lemon. <laughs> <laughs> the, way he, the way he paused made me think there was. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, no. Pie and wings. Pie and wings. There next you go. Time. I'm a ba- I'm a banana cream pie guy. That's my pie. That's what I like. So, uh, John, you look good. You're doing a little better. You, things uh, things going better for you? Yes? Yeah, yeah feeling a little better. Got another test coming up next week. I'm apprehensive about. Thank you for asking. But uh, pie and wings coming, okay. coming shortly, guys. We'll make it happen. We'll get you in here again. You can hang out with us. And John, Real quick, Ben. Yes? I want- just want to point out that that guy that you said that was lined up to play, that, that hung up. Yeah. He was on hold for like two hours. Ooh. Direct messaged me and said, hey, man, can I just play Password instead of talking about what I want to talk and about? He was ready to and play. Th- and then he, he hangs up. up. Oh, man. Right before we start the game. I, tr- I tried, Andrew. I tried. Well, he was. I was going to put him on there. I was going to put him on, but it, it didn't happen. All right. Hold on, John. And we also have the go-to-bed guy who's in the bullpen. Hello, go-to-bed guy. Hola. Yes, uh, in in Wisconsin. Now, what do you do in Wisconsin? We know that John the Pie Guy is the wing guy and the pie guy and all that. What do you do there in Wisconsin? Go to bed, guy. I, I polish concrete floors. You polish concrete floors. That's very exciting. Your gig. That is an exciting gig, yes. A well-polished concrete floor looks very nice. It looks yeah, like, and I hate, I hate pie. Yeah, well, I, pie hates you. How about that? <laughs> pie sure hates you. Pie despises you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, hold on. So, John, who do you want to partner up with, John? You can play with me, Ben, Eddie. You've got Roberto and Kubalu. Uh, I've been listening to you for almost 20 years, Ben. So I'm going to go with you. Oh, I'm flattered, John the Pie Guy. We will win. Uh, mark down a W there. Go to bed, guy. Who do you want to partner up with, go to bed, guy? Coop the Loop. Okay, that's the team that's going to lose. And we get the password in its entirety. Next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, right to it we go. We have our matchup set. John the Pie Guy is teamed up with me, Ben, and Go to Bed Guy with the Coop Aloop. That is the matchup. So, John the Pie Guy, you have to pick a number 1 to 10. John, you know how this works. You listen all the time. So, pick a number 1 to 10. And go ahead. Seven. Number seven. All right. Very good. Uh, word number seven. Uh, let's go with, let's see, there's a couple of options I have. I will go with, hmm, dial. Tone. No. I did not say Mallard Maneuver. I w- it would have been good if I had said Mallard Maneuver. There was no uh, Mallard Maneuver. I just said dial. Go ahead, Let's Derek. go, Coop. No, no, don't encourage him. <laughs> wow. That's my partner. I don't like the encouragement. That's my quarterback. <laughs> partner. All right. All right. Go to bed, guy. Let's go. Uh, you heard. Whoa. Whoa. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> dial tone. <laughs> uh, you heard Ben's clue. Yep. I'm going to go with 
Holler. Repeat? No. No. No, I wanted him to repeat what he said. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. We will, uh, we'll allow it. No. It, it, I yeah, don't I believe mean, that him. Doesn't, that no, doesn't make no, any no, sense. We'll allow it. Shut up, Coos. That, see, look at that. If, Teddy against If that me. was Ben, he would totally no, allow that no, to happen. No, no, I would not. I would not do that's that. I would never I do said, that. See, that's Eddie, that's, that's that's Eddie cheering for Koopaloo. Holler. I want a fair game. Holler. Call. Yeah. There it is. See? Protest. Yeah. See? Protest. Yeah, of course. Protest. Of course. Protest. No, Protest. Give it up, Protest. That's the lead. Protest. Protest. Nine no. nothing. Nine nothing. You see, John the Coop Pie guy. go to bed guy. You hey, see? Take a knee. Eddie, take a knee Eddie, if you want to protest. I'm taking a knee. <laughs> take a knee. I'm taking a knee. Send, can Nike send me some money? I would like some Nike money. All right. Oh, now you're a weed man hippie? That's, uh, yes, I'm like weed man. <laughs> Shut up. All right, let's continue hey, what here. What kind of guy hates pie? Come Protest. On. Everyone loves pie. All right, let's continue. Yes, uh, go ahead. Go to bed, guy. Uh, you're actually tied at zero, but uh, go ahead. Pick a number. Uh, word to- number four. Number four. All right. All right, let's go with motor. Engine. Oh, man. Oh, it's a, it's easy. just a blowout. <laughs> oh, stop. A blowout. Stop. You didn't get the first one I, right. I don't, I don't even need the, I don't even need the first one. That was easy. And I blame Garcia, who's the most biased judge over there. Ridiculous. All right, John, focus. We, we, it's, it's, it's two against the world here with these people. All right, all right. Pick a number. You got four and seven already gone, so one to ten, but no four, no, no seven. Eight for the great Kobe Bryant. Number eight. Why'd you have to throw his name out there? All right, let's go. Let's go with. Uh, let's see here. I'll go with. No, oh, this should be easy. Um, jingle. Bell. No. <laughs> no. Terrible. No, terrible that's not, clue. That's a great clue. That was a wonderful clue. What I gave. He's stuck on Maller maneuver. I'm not doing the Maller maneuver. I will announce. I will yell Maller maneuver. I didn't do that. Sorry. Right, go ahead, Coop. All right, man. Let's uh, let's nail the coffin here. Let's the dirty up. cheating. This coffin. is where this is where Ben would stall. By the let's way, let's go with tune song. Yeah, oh, good night. Oh, oh stop! Oh, it is man. a final. Stop. Are we sweeping them or what? Yeah, oh, shut up, Blake. Shut up, go to bed, guy. You're a cheater. This is a slaughter. You're immoral. You and Eddie hey. are immoral. You people. All right, with your cheating. Uh, go ahead. What's that? You know people. This. You people. Yeah, you people. Yeah, you're, part, part, of, you're you, part of this conspiracy. You people. You people. That's Repeat right. Shouldn't have counted. That's <laughs> exactly. Repeat was dirty. Right, we're, we're up. We're up again. I mean, we go we can ahead. Just, if you want to end it, yeah. Mercy rule. Want to cheat some more? Come Repeat. Come Repeat. Number. Uh, how about number five? Number five. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Let's go with. Hmm. This is actually harder than it seems. Let's go with. There are some cheating. I think that's the bigger problem here. Let's go with snake. Ben Maller. 
Oh, look at that shot. Oh, file. wait a minute. That, that, he's got such a big no, no, lead, no. he's decided to just take shots. I've got the bylaws. It says if you take a shot at me, you lose the game. So, John, no, the point guys, you win. You win the game. You're going to go and take it. The bylaws. The bylaws right there. All right. Let's go with Serpent. How about that? Serpent. Take your time. Don't mind. Can he, can he get any points? Slither. No. Apparently the answer is no. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Scales. No, you guys, let me tell you something. All right, We're out of time. <laughs> you people are evil. My man John is a loyal listener. He's battling a, He's battling an illness, and you guys conspired against him. He a, he you people are you going to hell. All of you are going I'm to hell. That's right. I was sorry. Horrible game. You're all cheaters. You're all heathens. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.